What's up, students? Welcome to With You, where we seek to grow deeper in our relationship with God together. Because even though we're not with you, we're with you. We're your hosts, Phoebe and Tony. In part one of this week, we got to take a look at Luke chapter 11, 1 through 13, and ask where we long to see the kingdom restored. And today our hope is to discuss the same passage and to look at the background of it so that we are able to understand it a bit better. This passage can be broken up into three parts. Verses one through four is the prayer. Verses five through eight is the parable. And verses nine through 13 is the encouragement. So Tony, walk us through these parts and how they relate to one another. Well, Phoebe, I would love to do just that. (laughs) So this passage actually begins with Jesus praying. He's off praying on his own. He's returning back to the disciples, which to us, when we read that, we're like, well, of course, Jesus is supposed to be praying. He does this often. But to his disciples, it stood out. Like, this is the sixth time in the book of Luke, at this point in chapter 11, that Jesus has already gone off and prayed on his own in silence by himself. And it stood out and fascinated the disciples to which they ask him this question or make a request of Jesus. Would you teach us to pray? That's what we see in verse one. Notice the difference between Jesus teach us to pray versus teach us how to pray. Yet Jesus is going to use this moment to teach his disciples. Kind of seems like Jesus answers the question of how to pray by how he responds to them. What do we make of that? Yeah, before Jesus says the Lord's Prayer, which is what we call this prayer, he says, when you pray, like he just starts off with that, just assuming that you are already going to be able to pray. And so he's saying, if you want to pray, pray, like you have access to speaking to God right now, just open your mouth and start talking. And so if you want to pray, do it, simple as that. And then he goes into this prayer in verses two through four, starts with Father, Father. I love that that's how this prayer begins, as if uh, Jesus is trying to make us, help us understand that we come before God as one who's in authority over us, like a father, but is also compassionate and caring, who actually wants to be there and listen to you. Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed really means uh, to, like, being sacred or special, and so this moment is saying, Father, hallowed be your name. It's a request to make God's name sacred and special. Your kingdom come. That's a request that no one else's kingdom would reign on earth. That it would be God the one who is in charge. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. Give us, forgive us, and lead us. Really making these requests that God would be the ones in charge of our lives. Okay, so that's part one of this passage. Jesus gives the disciples and us some direction in how to approach God in prayer. How does it connect to the parable and the encouragement? Yeah, so in verses five through eight, part two of this passage, you see Jesus tells the story of uh, someone knocking on someone else's door at midnight because they have an unexpected guest. And so they need to make sure that they have enough stuff to, or food or uh, a gift to give this guest. Because in Jesus's day, it was unthinkable. It was uh, really 
dishonorable to have a guest and not be able to be hospitable to them. And so this man who has this unexpected guest is looking everywhere he can to be able to find maybe some food to be able to feed this old friend. And so knocking on the door of this guy at midnight, uh, this guy who's in bed with his kids and his family has every reason not to get up and to open the door. And yet we see that he does. That although it's late and inconvenient, the friend gets out of bed to meet his friend at the door. And Jesus is using a parable as he always does to really display truth. And he's using this story to display that God is willing to respond to our requests. Similar to this man getting out of bed, God is willing to respond to our requests that we make before him, no matter what time or how big it is, which is why Jesus is going to go into part three in encouraging his disciples to pray away, to ask away, to seek away, to knock away. Go and do. Go before your Father and continue to talk to Him over and over and over because God the Father gives good gifts. I love how Jesus goes in part three of comparing uh, God the Father to uh, earthly human fathers and saying that human fathers give good gifts. Like we all know it, like they're capable of giving a good gift. Your dad may have gotten you a Nintendo Switch, which is a fantastic (laughs) gift. But God the Father gives the Holy Spirit, really gives himself to us, which is far greater than anything we could ask for, any material good or even any other spiritual good. It's all about wanting him. And he gives us himself. So it's as if Jesus is saying, God's willingness to listen and to give good gifts is the greatest possible invitation for each of us to pray just love that Jesus not only teaches us to pray, but he actually models it for us. In the next episode, we'll be diving into the main point of this passage, and um, we'll be continuing in this series of kingdom work. Remember, let's be real with God and before one another as long as it's called today. It's been great to be with you. Take care.